ran it straight into the ground. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. You know, I'm already tired of hearing her. I'm, I'm, I'm already I'm, sick. I'm already of her. over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've already really had am. enough of her. Yeah, and she's only been one day. Well, you know what? I'm I'm thinking after today, she'll have to do something really outstanding and extraordinary for us to have to <laughs> talk about her anymore on the show. Because I, I I did get a meme from a friend that got sent over to me, and here it is. There's four, it's a four panel, one of those quad panels, right? Right. And uh, in the upper left hand is Joe sniffing Kamala's hair. And in the <laughs> upper right hand is Joe hugging and sniffing Susan Rice's hair. In the lower left hand is Joe hugging Michelle Obama and sniffing her hair. These are actual photos, by the way. These aren't right. made up photos. Oh, wow. These are actual photos. And in the lower right hand is him hugging and sniffing the hair of Stacey Abrams. And it says, Joe Biden deciding who to pick for VP. <laughs> <laughs> sniffing their hair. <laughs> oh, I'm sick of him, too. I'm sick of yeah. them both already. You know, we got a long way to go, and I'm sick of them both. I mean, the bull crap yesterday was just flying uh, fast and furious. Uh, it was nauseating. That's that's <laughs> the only, and that's that's putting it politely. I really yeah. wanted to barf listening yeah. to the two of them and their lies. One of the lies that they told again was they went back to Charlottesville. Oh, I know. And, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Trump is just this white supremacist. I'm going to say this again. And I've heard you talk about it, too, and Jack's talked about it, and we, Hannity's talked about it. I'm going to say this again, clear it up. Not that you're going to get through to any left-wing nut job head, but when the president said that there were good people on both sides, what he was talking about was the statue issue. Should statues stay up or should statues go down? And he said there's good people on both sides of that argument. That's what he said. He didn't say that there are good white supremacists there in Charlottesville killing people. That's not what he said. And I don't care how many times Joe Biden or, Ka- or Biden or Kamala says it, or Kamala, whichever <laughs> Kamala. she is. Kamala. Yeah. Kamala. Kamala. But Kamala that was one of them they rolled out yesterday. The other one they rolled out yesterday, uh, Biden said that Harris, he, he, you know, he, he talked to 11 different contenders, sniffed their hair, whatever he had to do, <laughs> and he felt a deep personal connection with Harris because she was friends with Bo Biden, and uh, he said uh, that Harris had been an honorary Biden for quite some time because of her friendship with Bo. Well, then answer me, th- riddle me this. If she's been in the family for quite some time because of her friendship with Bo, why did she accuse him of being a segregationist, and why did she believe the women who accused him of fondling them without consent? Why? Well, because he's full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and she's full of crap, too. Yeah. If she was that close to him, you know, come on, man. That's what I'm saying. The whole thing was nauseating yesterday. Even that bit of audio that Chris played. What yeah. world is she describing? When, where did where did this happen? <laughs> where did Obama leave us with this great economy that Trump ran into the ground? I mean, my yeah. God, are, there, are they even going to bother telling the truth at all? No, no. At, at any point during this campaign, Mm-mm. nope. It's going to lie that way through. It's going to yep. lie all the way through it. All the way. In fact, uh, thank God that Trump had built the economy up to what it was prior to the pandemic hitting. Can you imagine falling from the numbers that Obama had us at, falling from (laughs) there? Can you imagine? Yeah, a thousand times worse. A thousand times worse. And and as far as Obama's economy, people will look at the... uh, uh, the unemployment numbers and the jobs numbers uh, it, it, during his time in office, and it pretty much was bad all the way through until the last few months when people knew he was getting out of office. 
that's mm-hmm. when it started to pick up a little. But, mm-hmm. you know, Trump's the that's one right. with just a couple of moves, man, gave us this incredible economy, and then the pandemic crashed it. Yeah. yeah. They, they just, they, yeah, yesterday was a hard watch. I, I really, it's, it's really difficult watching them just run their mouths yeah. and, and all the lies coming out. Well, they're going to do that, and and what, keep in mind, as we've said many times, you got the you got the left, the hard left, and they're going to vote for Joe Biden no matter what. Right. You got the right, who are Trump supporters, are going to vote for Trump no matter what. So they're trying to appeal to the people in the middle, and they're trying to lie to the people in the middle. I have one criticism of the president, um, and I, 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 you know, wh- what do I know? Uh, I'm just a dork on the radio, but I think he needs a little more fire in the belly, uh, coming yeah. out and and doing these things in the afternoon that he's doing he's talking like this and he's low and slow and he's talking about the stock market doing this and he's talking about joe biden said that and he really he needs to go back to 2015 2016 and come out and go here's the deal guys we got this pandemic we're working on it every single day we're kicking butt we're taking names we're doing more testing we're treating people people are dying less in the united states than any other developed nation and joe biden is the worst decision the democrats have ever made now any questions anybody got any questions fire away what you got yeah, yeah i kind of like the feisty trump man I mean, he's very measured and very low-key right now and yeah, I'm he with you. It it's like, come on, man. I want a little bit of the old Trumpster. Come on, man. Just, yep. just rock and roll. And he's obviously been advised to uh, uh, appear more calm. But Bad uh, I, I don't think it's working for him. I think people love the, the feisty Trump. And uh, we need that feisty Trump right now with all this other stuff going on. We got a glimpse of something I thought was really positive yesterday when he said, um, when I'm reelected, I am going to cancel the uh, tax. I'm going to cancel the tax. You won't, the payroll tax, you won't have to pay that. I'm going to cancel that. We're going to take it out of the general fund, and it will not hurt Social Security. Right. So that kind of thing, and said in, a, in an upbeat tone, hey, guys, here's, here's what's in your future, a 7.5% pay, pay increase immediately because I'm going to cancel that. I'm going to get rid of the payroll tax. It's not going to hurt Social Security. If you're old and on Social Security, don't you worry about a thing. We're going to fund Social Security. All right, Medicare, Social Security, we're going to take care of. But we're going to get rid of that 7.5% tax you've been paying. It's unnecessary. We're going to do that right away. Any other questions? What else? What, what you got? <laughs> and then start insulting journalists, you know, or so-called journalists. Then start insulting the, the Washington press corps. Let's get back to the good right. old days, man. You know, yeah. We need that news. Trump. You know, I I, yeah. I – I, I, that's that's that what we loved about Trump. What I loved about Trump very early on was the enthusiasm, was the enthusiasm right. and his, his fearlessness at just flinging the stuff right back at the at the other side when they were flinging it at him. You know, he right. just he, he he called him out, and and it was a it was a, there was a feistiness and a fire to him, and uh, now he just seems like he, it, all, it seems very forced, in a sense, in that. It feels like somebody advised him to do this, and well, it's, it's not his his nature uh, to be like that. And uh, uh, you know, we want to see the old Trump. That's what we need right now. So here's the deal: as we say in Texas, somebody put a lasso on him, and he's yeah. struggling against that lasso, and he can't get out. Somebody to walk over with a buck knife and cut that lasso <laughs> off and get him you out. Need of to there. Let that Mustang run free. That's it. You got to get him out. Of the hills I get it. And- 
Right. Get him out to the pen and let him go. That boy can do it. All right, uh, back in just a minute. More Warren Rima just around the corner. You know, at BG, I just love their products. I use it every time. In fact, i got to go have the oil change in the car here in the next day or so. And a BG will be a part of my program. It always is and has been now for decades, whether the MOA goes in the crankcase to help keep the temperatures down, the internal temperatures inside the engine to keep them down so that the engine is not failing on you. Seizing up, locking up can be a big problem. And also you got the 44. 4K that uh, goes as a fuel treatment, and that goes through the injectors that that uh, takes the black carbon off of the uh, the uh, valves and lubricates the top side of the engine. So it's a really great thing, great products. And whoever does your oil change can install these products and do these services for you. All you got to do is go to their website at bgfindashop.com. Bgfindashop.com. Great people, great product. You're gonna love BG in your vehicle, no matter what it is you drive. Accurate the forecast for Thursday, August 13th. There is a heat advisory out. Please take care of the pets and the old folks they're going to need it the next several days. High today and tomorrow, 103. Saturday, 104. 78 Extreme. U slash NVC. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. A lot of fantastic people I got to speak to, athletes, leaders. They want to play football. Let them play. Let them play. And Texas is going to play because they announced yesterday that the 12 is going to get it on. And so uh, Texas is going to open up against uh, Texas Tech. And then they're going to play Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl coming up. It's going to be awesome. What you got going on, man? What's happening? Well, you know, now that we got Kamala, 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 whatever her name is. Camelot. Yeah, Camelo. Yeah. That's right, that's Joe. It, that's um, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, we're just, the whole this is racist and that's racist thing is, is just going to be off the charts, and, and you know that. Sure. And here's this, an example of a, a clothing store in Georgia uh, that is being called racist. They're, they're called Cities in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, and uh, they have uh, a policy that when you book an appointment, you have to put down 20 bucks uh, as a deposit in case you don't show up, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a rule in place, and this I'm going to read this to you. As a mostly white staff with white ownership, we do not feel comfortable upholding a digital and financial barrier which would prevent people of color from shopping at our store at this time on top of limitations already made by online booking. In other words, they figured it's going to be too hard for people of color to come up with the 20 bucks mm-hmm. to lay down the deposit. It's pretty racist. And yeah, and so there was a, a smidge of a backlash, and, uh, and now they have, uh, uh, they have, uh, they have uh, gotten rid of this policy. But, you know, I, we're going to see more stuff like this, I think, in, in the age sure. of Kamala. Uh, especially now, the accusations of racism. As you, as you pointed out, you can't mispronounce her name. You can't look at her wrong. You can't even acknowledge uh-huh. she's a woman, and you're being nope. misogynist or racist. And I just see that kind of because we're already there with the accusations of racism in almost every le- level of life right now. Yep. And I just think that's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, it is going to get worse. 
Yeah. Between now and uh, between now and election day, and I, I still think that Vance, uh, the DA in the Southern District of New York, is going to try to indict the president and and the boys uh, before the election. Maybe the October surprise. I still believe that because he's requested all their financial dealings, and the court gave him access to the financial dealings. There's only one reason you want that. If you're a DA, you plan on coming up with something and indicting the ham sandwich and making a big bust. So it's going to get worse between now and then. A really big bust, and I think that's what their plan is. Um, that, let's you, let's play with this Tucker Carlson thing just a minute. Let's do that. Um, so a couple of nights ago, Tucker has this Democrat guy on. He's a talking head, and Tucker will do that. He's not afraid of oh, having yeah. the opposing side on, right? That's what makes him so cool. So he has him on, and he, he asks him about Joe Biden, and he says, look, does Kamala help Joe Biden? Well, this guy just starts screaming at Tucker. He just starts <laughs> screaming at him for calling her Kamala. He says, you're a racist. Right. You know that's a racist dog whistle if you call her Kamala, and I'm going... <sighs> How is that a racist do- How is it racist to call her Kamala? What is racist about that? And Tucker said, okay, whatever. I just mispronounced her name. Whatever. All right, it's Kamala. Whatever. I just I screwed up. Whatever is what t- how Tucker right. responded. The guy just guy kept screaming at him. So yesterday, CNN picks it up. And CNN has their talking heads, and they're screaming at him for being uh, a, a racist, and he's destroyed the country. Tucker's destroyed the country. Yeah, he has destroyed America. <laughs> Tucker, all by himself. <laughs> all by himself, yeah. Wow. And they call yeah, they call him uh, Smucker Carlson or something and all that stuff. And then he's got a little surprise here at the end because you're not supposed to call her Kamala. You're a racist if you call her Kamala. If you call her Kamala, you're a racist. And here's how CNN played that yesterday. I call him Schmucker Carlson, but it's an ethnic term, so he might not understand. <laughs> but then at the end, it's laughable because he's like, or whatever. So it, it's like, no, it's not whatever. It is about you having to finally face what you have done to this country, to black people, to black women. There's nothing or whatever about this moment. All of CNN turned out last night to watch the show. One of them who's paid by CNN to watch this alleged a conspiracy tweeted that we claim this was unintentional, but our show often does mispronounce the names of people we're critical of. It's the sort of thing on his show. It seems pretty intentional, exclamation point. So, but the bottom line is, look, any criticism of Kamala Harris is immoral. Anyone who so much as mispronounces her name is a racist. That's what they're telling you. So with that in mind, pretty amusing to watch old Joe Biden himself mispronounce Kamala Harris's name. Watch. I told him I wanted to be the last person in the room before he made important decisions. That's what I asked Kamala. So will CNN spend the day calling Joe Biden a racist today, uh, like they did with Tucker Carlson? So maybe maybe they're right. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, it's interesting. But I did a little research overnight, and and, and I watched his eulogy of a KKK guy, Joe Biden's eulogy of a KKK guy at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, this is just going to – everything, any criticism of her in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. is going to be determined to be hateful, racist, or misogynist. And, 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 and that's one of the reasons – you know, and you want to talk about racism. Okay, one of the reasons they wanted a, a woman of color on Joe Biden's ticket is not only because of his own dumbass racist statements over the, uh, over the many years – 
but also they figure they can use that to shield her and him from criticism. So in other words, she's not really on, and we said this yesterday, she's not on that ticket, and she's not running for VP because she's the most qualified person they could find to to run for, to to be the vice president. She is on the ticket because she is a black woman. Uh, Right. That is the only reason she is on that ticket. And that is extraordinarily racist. Absolutely. (laughs) You know. Absolutely. That's like... That's like saying if you're going to come shop here, if you're white, you have to pay money. If you're black, you're free. That's racist. If you're doing anything at all based on skin color, you're a racist. Now, what they're doing is they're saying you're a racist if you mispronounce a name. And so if CNN has integrity, and they don't, if CNN is fair and balanced, and they're not, then you would expect them to impanel the same panelists today and take in after Joe Biden, because Joe Biden called her the exact same thing that Tucker Carlson called her. And they will not do that, Sean. They won't do that today because they can't criticize him, right? They can't do it. And this is here's what's going to happen out of this deal. He's going to have a whole lot more of this that they're going to have to cover up, and she's going to have to cover up. That's why she's there. She's the cover. That's exactly it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she she provides that racial protection in a sense. You know what I mean? Sure. He can't uh, talk. He cannot talk. He can't. No, he can't string a sentence together. No, he can't. No. It was so weird yesterday. Right. You know, and especially when he started talking about Charlottesville, and he's like, close your eyes and just imagine <sighs> all the white supremacists. Yeah, it was just weird. You know, yeah. uh, and he was even scripted then, and it still came off as creepy and weird. So yeah, is, she's he's his, creepy. She's he's his creep. insurance policy to a certain extent, to absolutely uh, to shield him from a lot of this stuff. And uh, meanwhile, they're they're all calling her a moderate, and the nonpartisan GovTrack.us oh. website says that she is the most liberal senator. She is a social Democrat socialist. She's even more of a Democrat socialist than Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, according to them. And by the way, one little nugget that I dug up overnight is her support of forcibly taking guns away from people gun confiscation if you remember joe biden said he was going to make uh bobby beto o'rourke his guns are and and beto said you're damn right i'm going to take your guns away and now kamala said last year we're going to have forced gun confiscation through forced buybacks so they're coming after him they're going to get your gun if he's elected Oh, I agree, but that's why they're not going to get elected. We can't allow them to get elected. But they don't really have a chance unless they cheat. So it's going to be a very interesting contest in that in that regard because they're going to have to cheat. She she is so she's unpopular with black people, based upon Mm -hmm. what I'm reading. Even they don't like Mm -hmm. her uh, because Mm -hmm. they see her as somebody who's kind of using her her race to uh, further herself politically. Uh, but they don't. Uh, they don't think highly of her. She was tracking like six or seven percent in California at the end of the primary season. Seven percent dropped yeah. out. Was it seven percent? You know, in California. In California. <laughs> you know, so they don't like Camilla out there in California. You know. Did you just say Camilla? I did say Camilla. I misspoke. Say, I'm sorry. I'm no, not a racist. I've been saying. I've been saying Kamala, and it took Joe Biden to set me straight. What is it, Joe? How do you say your name? Camilla. Okay, that's what I thought. Camilla. All right. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a, a Labor Day protest in the park. 
Maybe. I'm going to tell you more about that when we get back. Where at Rima Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. You know, Bridgehead IT is your IT company. You know, a business is moving at the speed of light today, and it's all IT. Your whole business is IT. Everybody's business is IT. But what happens so many times is you hire an IT staff to take out, you know, take Make sure your computers and your phone system and all this stuff is operating. But a lot of times they're sitting around doing nothing. You're paying them salaries. You're paying them benefits. You're paying them bonuses to sit around and do nothing most of the time. Don't do that anymore. You don't have to. You can call Bridgehead IT. Bridgehead IT will be your IT staff. They can do it remotely, and they they can monitor your IT remotely, and they can monitor it on site. They can monitor it 24-7, and they will monitor it 24-7. And if they see something go wrong with your IT, a computer has a problem in the middle of the night, they'll fix it before you even get to work. Same thing on the weekends. Or immediate response when you call them. Not a beep, leave a message at the tone, and we'll call you back. No, none of that. They get right back to you at Bridgehead IT. I'm a big fan of these folks. You want a great IT staff working for your company? BridgeheadIT.com. And on the phone at 210-477-com. Bringing America back. Get what you need to know at KTSA.com great day for our campaign. It's a great day for America, in my view. Over the past several weeks, I've had the incredible privilege of meeting and spending a good deal of time with a group of talented women leaders, all of whom are qualified to be president. <laughs> but Kamala's hair smelled the best, so that's why I went with Kamala. I did the sniff test. I smelled and, Kamala's uh, hair, and it was sweet, and so she's the one. Jeez, Boy, that's one. like a spring meadow. That's a spring uh, meadow right there. <laughs> I am. I'm sick of them both already. Oh, my God. I feel like one I'm, day. I feel like I'm dancing among the lilacs. So let's choose this one. What's this one's name? Dancing this one. Camilla, your hair smells like a dancey the lilacs. How's that make you feel? <laughs> you or could be one of the two. <laughs> what it, what, I think it is. And then she told two friends, and she told two friends. <laughs> oh, man, I am. I'm already sick of them both. Man. Hey, Just, uh, you know yes. who else you're sick of? The two people you're sick of is the judge and the, and the, and the mayor guy. Oh, so, uh, yes. Yes. So nice. last night on a 613 show, mayor says, nope, yep, oh, nope, can't do it. Can't, can't, have, can't have Labor Day. Can't have Labor Day in the park. And the county judge got wind of it and said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing my I'm doing an executive order. We're going to shut down, going to shut down the park for Labor Day." Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, if you want to load up your wife and the kids, and you want to grab some wieners, and you want to head on to the park, and you're going to roast a dog or two, and the kids going to run around, jump up and down, play around, and all that stuff, and your mama going to sit there with a cold one and eat a wiener, you can't do that. You can't do it. Because they're going to close the park. And if they catch you there, they catch you there, they're going to find you. Or maybe, I don't know, possibly throw you in jail. In fact, here's what was really, a couple of things really disgusting about this, Sean. First of all, if you want to protest, do a BLM protest downtown and call it a GD city. You can do that. That's That's all right. But don't take the kiddos (laughs) to the park on Labor Day. Um, so maybe we ought to have a Labor Day protest in the park. Maybe maybe we'll do a peaceful <laughs> protest it. in the park. You like that alliteration? It's a gr- peaceful you know, protest. It's, it's in a the park. grilling protest. We're grilling these fine is. meats to protest yeah. uh, something. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, we're doing we're doing a peaceful protest in the GD Park. How's that? In the there GD you go. Park, now we're protesting the that. man. 
by grilling up some that. steaks and burgers. Yeah, then it'd be fine. No masks are required. Don't worry about social distancing. Yeah. As no. long as you're uh-huh. looting and rioting and burning stuff and protesting, you can it's do it. Okay. In All the right, park. You, In the you park. People playing, uh, you, you people playing uh, volleyball, you know, you're going to yeah. jail, man. <laughs> well, the kids over there, as the kids are playing on what was formerly known as the monkey bars, but you can't call them that anymore because that's All offensive right. to somebody. Right. Uh, you, 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 uh, you can have a peaceful protest in the park in the GD city. But here's the other thing that was offensive to me last night. I'm watching this, and down underneath Nelson, as he's talking about this, we're shutting down the parks because that's a safe way. We're being safe and all that. Yeah, I'm looking at this going, you're a tyrant is what you are. You're a tyrant. That's what tyrants do. But secondly, they had up on the screen the phone number to call to report violations. If you see somebody in the park having a good time, playing on the formerly known as monkey bars, or swinging in the swinger swing, if you're doing that, if your kids are doing that, then we want you to call this number and put them on report. Put them on report. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not narking anybody out with your stupid little phone number so you can send a fine out to them or a cop or whatever. That is so awful, man. You know, it's so fascist. You know, start narking on each other. You see any little kids running through the park, you call them. You call the cops. You know, I don't know how they do this stuff with a straight face. I really don't. You know, and I, I, I have a hard time watching that briefing now uh, on, on a nightly basis because, first off, I see the judge with that stupid bandana around his neck. And we all know at this point that it doesn't do any good. I mean, I, I don't think any of the masks do any good, but sure as hell the bandana doesn't do any good. And he's got it tied around his neck like it's cute or something. Well, he's writing proclamations and edicts and restrictions. And so, yeah, no fun of any kind on Labor Day unless you're protesting the GD city. You know, you, might, you, ought, to, <laughs> yep. you ought to just put that right in there in the language of the, uh, in the, language of the, of the, of the, of the uh, declaration. You know, unless you're protesting this GD city, you stay mm-hmm. out of the parks, little people. You know, because we're not, you you're know, not allowed to have any the fun. Fun spreads the COVID. <laughs> unless, unless you're voting for Joe Biden, then you can have fun if you vote for Joe Biden. Right. I've always believed that leadership is servanthood. I've always believed that to be a fantastic leader, you're a servant. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Dirty feet, man. In the Middle East, I'm telling you, I've been there several times. They got some dirty feet because they walk around sand all day. And well, he washed culturally, their feet. That, culturally, that's a huge, you know, you, big you, thing. When you wash big somebody's thing. feet, right? Huge, it's huge no thing. thing. Uh-uh. And uh, the greatest leaders of all time were servants first. And these two don't know how to serve. They know how to. Uh, issue edicts and orders and directives and you will do this and you will do that and you won't do this and you won't do that but yet they cannot lead by example you're not only supposed to lead by being a servant but you're supposed to lead by example the old man growing up who would say hey boy don't do as i do do as i say do were failed leaders you you say take me as your example son and follow me follow me yeah, because modeling is usually the the best way to uh, uh, show somebody why a certain kind of behavior is a good behavior because you're you're doing it yourself. You know, right. I learned a lot from my my dad just watching him and how he was interacting with people and and who he was. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It, well, it's a different style of leadership that says, 
you know, I am the master, I am the father here, I'm the parent, and these little tax-paying citizens are children, they're idiots, they're unwashed, they're uneducated, and we have to think for them, and, and we'll get them the life they deserve as long as they continue to keep us in power. It, it's an arrogant form of uh, of leadership. It's not really a leadership at all. It's more uh-uh. a kind of domination or an attempt at right. domination, you know, and, and you're right. The best leaders are servant leaders are, are, and you look at Donald Trump, especially uh, in the first four years. And, you know, he was this country's biggest cheerleader and this country's biggest fan. And right. It's always the American people. He always says, I'm doing the work of the American people. I'm doing what you need. I'm putting you first. He says that repeatedly. And he has throughout the t- his time in office. But, yeah, the Nurembergs right. and the, the Judge Wolfs, uh, just like the Joe Bidens, you know, uh, you're little people and we need to think for you. And you stay out of the parks, you're going to spread the COVIDs, and you do as we say. You know, we'll slap your ass in jail. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's, very, it's arrogance. Uh, Pure arrogance. And I think, w- I think we, right now, you and I, should begin to change the narrative. And if enough people will latch on to this, what I'm going to propose right now, I think that we could really make a change. What we need to do is stop calling them leaders. Instead of saying that we're electing our leaders, no. Let us now begin moving forward from here. We are electing our servants. Yeah. Yeah. They're there to serve. That's a good turn. Yeah. No, seriously, because that's really the idea. That, that is, is the idea. Look, I think back over my professional career, and the best bosses I had were that. Me uh, too. You know what I mean? Were people who Me too. could get down and dirty and do the work if they had to. Uh, uh, the people who who were you know probably. But we have you one up. right now. We do. We, we do have, have one right, right now. now. You're absolutely right. You know, I caught him not that long ago out there with a power washer cleaning off the satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he's the type that's of guy a servant leader right yes a, a, he's absolutely. the type of guy to do whatever he was up there last weekend running one of the other radio stations running the actual equipment for one of the other radio stations right right that's what that's what you need that's who you yeah. have to have and let's quit calling them leaders because clearly ron nirenberg's not a leader and judge Wolf's not a leader and barack obama's not a leader you're not a leader. You're a servant. You are here to serve the people that elect you. And if you don't have a servant's heart and a servant's attitude, get out. If you don't want to serve, then go do something else. And that's all the way to the top. That's everybody. Well, we found out a little late that Nuremberg is basically a political careerist. Uh, of course he uh, is. San Antonio is a chess piece to him. It's a, it's a step. Of course he stone. is. It, it's, that's Absolutely. why many of his policies don't really make any sense at all in regards to San Antonio, because it ain't about San right. Antonio. It's about where Nuremberg yeah. ends up or where he wants to end up. And you know it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, this is, what, this is when it hit me, because I liked him. I really did. Oh, yeah, and I too. really liked him, right? And I thought he was going to be great for the city. But this is when it hit me, and this is a big disappointment because he is kind of, when you get to know him, he's kind of a likable guy. But here's what hit hit me. This whole thing when he went to get elected and it was so close, razor thin between him and Greg, very close. 
Uh, this whole thing about the time off ordinance that they did for businesses here, and we're going to give you all the time off in the world, you know, tipping a hat to the to the unions, to, to get the union on his side to go out there so they would block walk, knock on doors, get people elected, because it was so close, he had to have their support. So he was not for that before the election, but after all the unions went out and marked, wa- walked the blocks and knocked on the doors and got him elected, then all of a sudden he was all for the time off thing. I really believe... I really believe he's going to do that with the defund the police thing. I because I, I, I have no reason not to believe that. I think that he's playing it low and slow on the defund the police thing until next spring because it's kind of a signal to BLM and Pharaoh and all those people. Mm-hmm. Hey man, you wait until after I'm reelected and then I'll be all in on defunding. But right now, so I'm, I'm playing it low and slow. Yeah, I, I think him getting another think, ter- term in office is, is would be a disaster for the city. Because oh, you're right, God. he would just, it's already been kind of a disaster, but he would just go full bore on this stuff. Oh, hard you know he will. Man. You yeah, know he will. Absolutely. Because that's what good leftists do right now. Mm-hmm. But he wants to secure that the next two years. So, that you know, uh, we need to deny him that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay? By getting out and freaking voting, man. We need to deny Try. him that, that opportunity to screw up this city anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so quick break here. We'll come right back after traffic and AccuWeather. It's license number TX39066. The tide is turning against the Chinese Communist Party and its efforts to restrict freedom for all of us. Breaking news. Number of Americans filing for unemployment falls below 1 million. Nah. For the first time since the pandemic started, it's only going to get better from here on out. This is really good news. Uh, economists had expected 1.12 million, but instead it was less than a million filings for unemployment. Absolutely awesome. That is cool. All right. So I know that you love candy corn. You've told me many, many times you think candy corn is awesome, right? Who, me? Candy corn? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah I guess I do. Yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Well, you don't have any hobbies. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mine's eating candy corn. By the way, if 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 you pour the candy corn in a dish and you put peanuts in there with it, just regular old salted peanuts, and grab a handful and eat the peanuts with the candy corn, it tastes like a payday candy bar. I promise you. Try it. <laughs> Serious. It freaked me out. Anyway, so uh, Brock's has come out with a new bag. It's called Turkey Dinner Candy Corn. Oh, and yeah. it has... <laughs> what? Has six flavors in it, including green bean, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, ginger glazed carrots, sweet potato pie, and stuffing flavored candy in with the candy corn. Uh, you can get it at the stores as they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. So green bean, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, ginger glazed carrots, sweet potato pie, and stuffing. What, candy corn. What's the point of that? I mean, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> hey, kids, couldn't afford a turkey this year, but we're we're having candy corn. <laughs> Flavored like turkey. Hey, um, hey several years ago, take more than your brother. Here, give me, give me a few. Right, there's a few more yeah. in your plate. Right. Wow. So, uh, several years ago, somebody did that with uh, soda, and they made right. like green bean casserole soda. They made turkey yeah. flavored soda. They made mashed potato flavored soda, and they brought me some to the station. Right. Yeah. So I bring it home, and I, and I got a nephew who is a great man. He just had a birthday a couple of days ago, and he's a great man. But when he was younger, he would try anything. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. <laughs> So I had that stuff, and I said, here, drink some of this. And it was great watching him drink it. Um, The Hallmark Channel is fulfilling their promise to include... (laughs) 
to include projects that feature LGBTQ LMNOP storylines. This weekend, you can tune in to Wedding Every Weekend on the Hallmark Channel. It's called Wedding Every Weekend this weekend on the Hallmark Channel. And, of course, they're marrying gay people. Christians and conservatives are saddened. One Million Moms has formed an online petition petition asking Hallmark to go back to their traditional family fair. Hallmark says, nope, we, we're we inclusive. So now we're the gay channel or the partly gay channel or we'll have gays on the The hell they're inclusive. Whatever. White people are always the heroes and the best friend's always black. You know, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, why don't they just come up with a new channel called Gay Mark? You know, I mean, why does he, Hallmark? It's one of the most non-gay channels. I got, you know, I got nothing against gay people. I, I support gay rights and all that stuff. Uh-huh, all right, right. but the, it's the Hallmark. Why do gay people? You're too cool to be on Hallmark. Why do you want to be on Hallmark? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hate those movies. Yep. And now they're going to yep. be even more insipid because you're going to uh-huh. have gay dudes in in turtlenecks marrying each other in Aspen. You know. That's right. uh, Oh, this world, man. While dancing the first dance by Cher, do you believe in love? (laughs) You know. (laughs) How are we going to keep Dad's boutique running through the Christmas season without anybody coming in to buy stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I hope I don't have to go back to the big city. You know, I I just can't. No, I can't. I can't face it. Because it's it the same really damn cold movie over and over. Well, it might make it interesting. It's the same damn movie over and over again, basically. It is with they the same people. They just move it from you know from Colorado to some yep. Northern California village back to Colorado. But this, so, but this is know, all about it's pandering, man. It's all well, it is sure. is pandering. There's no there's no demand. There is no demand of people who watch the Hallmark Channel to watch gays getting married. Sorry. Nobody over on it's watching the Hallmark channels thinking, you know what we're missing here in their programming? They, 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 they don't show any gays. We need some gay people over here getting married. That's what we need. There's nope. nobody thinking that who's watching the, the Hallmark channel. Even gay people who are watching the Hallmark channel are not thinking that. They're gay not people thinking don't watch that. the Hallmark channel. That's what's so silly. Well, about, they probably man. don't. They probably it's just Caucasian yeah. housewives. Let's face it, okay? Let's face right. what their demographic is. All right? Pretty much. And people Pretty like much. my wife. My wife loves that stuff, you know? I'm well, just yeah. saying... Yeah. Yeah, the Christmas yeah. thing that they do, Christmas in July, where it's all Christmas time. Anyway. Oh, yes. Uh, there you go. Okay. Kamala, Kamala, Kumala, Kamala. So we're going to talk about that when Kamala. we come back a little bit more. How do you say it, Joe? What's Kamala. Kamala. Okay, thank you. Kamala. Need to make sure that you're saying it correctly according to her boss. One more time. How do you... Oh, can't say it now. <laughs> we'll have him say it the next hour. Where in Rima, KTSA. I, I, you know, it's just creepy. There's no other way to put it as far as I'm concerned. I've seen this happen before, but I've seen it a little bit creepier before, where uh-huh. they actually take the body and they set the body up. The real, yeah. like, weekends at Bernie's thing. Yes. They'll do yeah. that. And and what's sometimes really creepy, they'll have the funeral, they'll have the body sitting next to the casket. And uh, it, the real, actual body. And it's just, yeah, oh, no. Wow. No, thanks. Yeah. That's all right. No, I like the old-fashioned way. Thank you very much. Say goodbye and move on. Uh, <laughs> right. Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham announced yesterday he is going to lead America in prayer, and he's going to point to U.S. riots as communist tactic. He said in uh, September of 20, September 26, we're going to get together in Washington, D.C., going to get together for a prayer event September 26, 
He said the country has to make a decision as it relates to socialism. Socialism is a precursor to communism. It's amazing that our politicians are flirting with communism. The anarchy that we see in the streets in Portland, Seattle, and Chicago, that is something, a tactic that communists used in the last century to take over nations by creating anarchy. And I believe that God is our only hope. God has to turn this around. And so we're going to be praying for our leaders to uh, get wisdom and protection for our leaders. And here's my first thought. When I saw that Franklin Graham is going to lead a prayer for the country, I bet you that he does not ask white people to kneel and apologize for slavery. I'll bet you that does not happen. What do you I wouldn't that? think so. No, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I like Franklin. I mean, uh, he's, he's an impressive do, dude, and, and he's right. When when the you you have a political movement which I call the rabble at this point that wants your God to be a centralized government that thinks for you makes all your decisions for you, the only countermeasure to that is a belief is faith in God. In in my opinion, that's right. It's Absolutely. the only thing that separates you from them in that sense. Right, uh, and that's why they hate. That's classically fascists have always hated religion. Because they don't like the competition, <laughs> basically. Right. So good well, on him, man. Good on him. But he, but he said it was a prayer for that. I bet you he doesn't change it to something no. else, like we saw happen here in San Antonio last weekend. It's not going to be a hey, yeah, yeah. We don't. It's not going to be. Uh, we're, we told you one thing, but it's really going to be something else. He's not going to do that. Um, a New Jersey college is known as Stockton University. They now have a student up there that they say violated their code of conduct and is facing charges for that. What did he do? They were doing a Zoom meeting, oh. and in the Zoom meeting, he had a picture of President Trump behind him. And so the school is alleging that he wrote this. He is willing to fight to the death for our country. And when you combine that with the picture of Donald Trump behind him in the Zoom class, then that is disruptive behavior, discrimination, (laughs) harassment, hostile environment, harm, bullying, and cyberbullying. So he faces all kinds of problems there at the college. What he said was this. He said, I love this country. We are a diverse yet assimilated population from all backgrounds. I believe all must have the same opportunities, and I commit to make that a priority. Beyond that, I am done with the leftist agenda of BLM and the white self-haters. I have seen it in action in my doctoral classes and at Stockton, the general media. I'm not backing down. If we can't get past this, okay, I'm ready to fight to the death for our country and against those that want to take it down. And I believe that there are also many like me. And with that picture of Donald Trump behind him, and with those words, he's now facing all kinds of disciplinary action at Stockton College. This is this is where, you know, we talk about how education in this country is, by and large, led by a bunch of Marxists who want to bring this country down. And this is another example of it right here. Yeah, they, they've turned the image of the President of the United States into a, a an act of bullying. Or intimidation. You and I grew yeah. up in an era where, I don't know, I'm fairly certain you had the same thing. In, in the schools I attended, almost every class had a photograph of the sitting president of the United States. Absolutely. Almost every class had an American flag in the classroom. Absolutely. These are now considered negative images, and it's specifically because it's Trump. 
And you know, you and I grew up in an education system that that promoted not only critical thinking but patriotism, uh, an understanding of civics and the Constitution. Uh, you, you know, it was just a completely different environment. Now, many of the things that were positive influences on our generation are now considered negative negative things in the yep. education system. That's right. You know, uh, and, and uh, this kid, it, and this is college. He used to go to college to get diverse opinions. Uh, when I was, the brief time I was in college, what I enjoyed about it were there were so many different folks from different backgrounds that have different opinions on things, and we would sit Big around time. and discuss it. Now you can't do that. And, and our, on our no. college or university campuses, you cannot have open-ended discussions uh, involving a variety of, of opinions. It's it's not allowed. They'll beat you up. They'll they'll charge you. They'll kick you off campus. You know, this guy didn't do it. This kid didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything no. and, wrong. And he talked about, he, he celebrated the diversity of the country. He said, I make that a priority. That's a wonderful thing. But then I think where, they, where he got them, man, was when he said, I'm ready to fight to the death for our country and right. against those who want to take it down. And when you say something like that, that is a marker that you, you have just, what do they call it? You, you uh, offended them um, right. where they want to run and hide. Give, they need a safe space, right? Right. So they, they need a safe space from you because you just said you're willing to fight against those those people who want to take this country down. We, we had the story a few days ago of the public school teacher who is resuming his classes virtually, and he's upset. He's very concerned because he's afraid that parents <laughs> might hear some of his uh, anti-American, yeah. pro-homosexual comments that he makes to the kids, and that the kids won't be free to express themselves and to hear that because mom or dad are going to be in the room hearing what he had to say. As that teacher, I think he was Philadelphia right. or somewhere. And he specifically and, said because he's most worried about conservative parents. You know, right? Said that's what that he said. His email. Yeah. You know. Yes. So that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're up against in today's education system. And it used to be an exclusive thing to college campuses. You would graduate somebody out of high school that was a conservative, that loved this country, believed in the principles of freedom in this country. And four years after college, you get them back, you wouldn't recognize them. Well, now they're doing it in, in K through 12. They're doing it all Absolutely over the place. Absolutely they are. They get them when they're young, man. Get them when they're yep. young. That's, that's why all that pre-K stuff is out there. Get them as young as you can and start filling them up. I mean, I look, to a certain extent, I see this with my own daughter uh, in that she's been through, you know, several different school systems in her, in, her, in her life. And I can tell that there are certain opinions about things that are kind of lodged there because they've been taught as uh, as a foregone conclusion not as something that should be discussed or debated like she has sort of the typical climate change uh, ideas you know uh, that uh, uh, it's it's really bad and we need to go back to writing and i'm not criticizing my daughter i'm just saying there are, no, there are various opinions that you could just tell are lodged in there because they are they're taught as foregone conclusions climate change uh 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 ideas of racism that are that are you know more political than anything else uh yeah and, and i it's disturbing because again the education system you and i grew up in we came out of high school at 12th grade well rounded we had a nice working knowledge of a variety of subjects including history including english composition in my opinion we're graduating kids who are now functionally illiterate because they're spending so much time 
on the on the uh, purely political stuff in a sense, and they're not teaching them the you know reading, writing, and arithmetic, critical thinking skills. You know, history. They they come out of high school now. They don't have a working knowledge of American history or world history, and it's sad because uh, we're setting them up to fail. We're setting them up to be. Mm. And I guess that's the goal, right, is you don't want people that are critical thinkers. You don't want people that are going to disagree with you. Because from that rabble, if you disagree with them, you're the enemy. You're not merely somebody who disagrees. You're an enemy that needs to be stopped. Got to make another brick in the wall. That's right. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. Uh, we'll, we'll come right back. And uh, some, some uh, people that we know or we have followed for years get the honor that they are due. And a guy from ABC says she's a moderate. That's coming up with Ware and Rima. Meanwhile, over at uh, Shirts Funeral Home, as you well know, you can call them anytime that you need them. They're always there 24-7 to answer your phone calls. So if you need somebody to help you right away, with funeral plans, of course, they are there at Shirts Funeral Home at 210-658-9224, 210-658-9224. But if you're thinking about the future, a funeral plan for yourself is just smart. It really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, it, it, it's one of the best things you can do for your kiddos, for your family, so that they don't have to do it. They don't have to try to guess what you wanted at your funeral or what you didn't want at your funeral, right? Because you've done that already. You sat down with Shirts Funeral Home, and you said, okay, this is it. And you fill out, and no, 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 here's the plan. It is what I want, and this is how I want it, so on and so forth. And then you go ahead and pay for it. Uh, and you can write a check if you want to, or you put it on a credit card if you want to, or you can finance it if you want to, however you want to do that. But the cool thing about that is, over the next 20, 25, 30, 40 years, however long you live, when your time comes and you pass, well, then your kids don't have to go through that. You've already done all that. And then you paid for it in today's dollars instead of what funerals will cost in 20, 30, 40 years from now. So it makes really good sense. Just take care of this. And Shirts Funeral Home is here to help. 210-658-9224. Let's get to that AccuWeather for Thursday, August 13th. Heat advisory today, tomorrow. High today, 103. High tomorrow, 103. Saturday, 104. U slash NVC. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The president's mismanagement of the pandemic has plunged us into the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. know how much of this I'm going to be able to take. Uh, ABC's uh, George Snuffleupagus is uh, saying that Kamala is a moderate. She's a moderate, oh, you on. see. That's what he said. She's a middle-of-the-road moderate wing. She comes from the middle-of-the-road moderate wing of the Democrat Party. Well, a nonpartisan group named her the most liberal socialist on in, in the Senate. Uh, that's GovTrack, uh, GovTrack.us, that they, she's the most liberal senator in uh, 2019, even farther to the left than Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. But when you look at her record of voting, there is no way to consider her to be a moderate. She wants to take guns away with a mandatory program to take guns away. She's all about AOC's plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who oh, yeah, it? the Green Who Deal. Was- oh, yeah. Who was it that said she's, uh, oh, you know that Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana? You ever see him? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's just slow draw, you know. Right. He he called Kamala Harris AOC without the bartending experience. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> and Kamala can't even make you a gin and tonic, all right? At least AOC can make you a drink. She may not know what a garbage disposal is. You know, you're right, though. You're right. And, and. I, I'm already sick of them all. Here's the setup. You can see what it is. They they know that yeah. Trump's biggest 
card in his hand still is the economy. And I think most people know that yeah. as soon as we get beyond this, that economy is going to spring right back. I mean, the jobs numbers are, or unemployment numbers are already telling us that. He's been yes. saying that. as soon as we get out of this, the economy will come roaring back. And he's right. I mean, there will be businesses that won't make it back. But by and large, I believe the economy will spring back once we get uh, uh, past I do too. stuff. So what do they do? They got to invert it. Oh, Obama left us this great economy, and Trump, through his mishandling of the pandemic, just ran it into the ground. Yeah, you know that's what she's saying. That's going to be the new narrative that he destroyed the economy, not that he created the greatest economy this country has ever seen. But that well, he destroyed something Barack Obama left him. It's such a And here's the narrative. Here's the real narrative that we ought for, for two things, two points on that narrative. The first thing that we ought to talk about is can you imagine falling from an Obama economy into the abyss? Oh, right? Oh man. So at least we had some some legroom. We have fall here's what this has done. And Kamala pay, Kamala, pay attention. Kamala. <laughs> We have fallen, the economy's fallen to Barack Obama levels. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. Because Trump, Trump had built this thing up so high that now it's just kicked back and fallen to Barack Obama. These are the levels of the economy under Barack Obama. All right? That's the first thing. Um, the, the, the second thing is when you're talking about the economy and you're talking about what the future is going to hold, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win and they bring in all these regulations, and I'm going to cover this tomorrow morning, they bring in all these relation, uh, regulations and high taxes they want to bring in, they will kill the economy and they will put people back out on the streets without a gig. I promise you. Their plans for America, economy destroying. Absolutely. Look, when, when you're somebody like like biden or kamala harris who who really has never participated in, in the economy as somebody who makes their living in, in right. the free market system right? they, they've never owned a business they've never in a sense worked for anybody like that they've never had nope. to maintain a payroll uh for a lot of ideologues on the left the, you know the whole business world the whole idea of capitalism is foreign to them apart from like buying nine dollar lattes at starbucks in expensive cars mm-hmm. Uh, So they they don't really have an understanding of it the way Trump does. If you look at what Trump did, it was only a couple of moves, really, that brought that economy into being. One was deregulation, right? One was cutting taxes. You make sure people have more of their own money. Businesses can hire more people. They can invest in their employees. And that was, uh, those were some of the, uh, there's a couple of uh, chess moves there, and you have this great economy. And it's mystifying to the politicians because they don't understand the economy. They don't understand how it works. They think you could regulate the hell out of it from a centralized government and somehow it'll work better, which doesn't make any never sense. Never has. It never has. But again, never these has. are people who never largely will. don't produce anything. Right. <laughs> don't, they don't know what they're doing. They, they, don't, they don't have any clue about this sort of thing. Right. So, you know. Um, so the Country Music Hall of Fame has announced their 2020 inductees. Have you ever heard the song from George Strait called The Chair? Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. How about Nobody in His Right Mind Would Have Left Her? It Ain't Cool to Be Crazy Without You? How about Oceanfront Property? Famous Last Words oh, of a yeah. Fool? 
and I could go on and on and on. These are all number one smash records that right. uh, George Strait cut, and there's probably uh, probably another 50, uh, at least another 50 that George Strait cut, that were written by a guy by the name of Dean Dillon. Dean Dillon. And uh, Dean is going into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He deserves to be there. Not only did he write songs for George, but you know every other the other George, too. George Jones, and I could go wow. on with all the people that he wrote music for, wrote songs for. So, And we're talking about hundreds of songs that Dean uh, wrote that you would know if you heard them on the radio uh marty stewart's going in marty stewart oh, cool. great great entertainer yeah he deserves to be in the country music hall of fame and of course country boy can survive hank jr is going oh, in. good so well, yeah. that's not bad it's, a, it's not like when the rock and roll hall of fame comes around and they're putting like you know rap guys in there and whitney houston and we can never really figure it out like why they're why they're being inducted exactly. at least these people make sense going into the country music hall of fame <laughs> well it's way too late, you know. They should have done George or Hank Jr. a long time ago. Right. He should have been in a long time ago, but at least he's going in now, and that's great. All right, got a quick break here. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the masks because we got a mask story, and we got a Halloween Jamie Lee Curtis story coming up as well. Where? Medical Center. News is happening fast. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We have the strongest economy performing economy in the world. We're up, uh, I think it's $9 trillion since March, $9 trillion in value. That's a, that's a number that nobody's ever heard of before. That's right. All right, so it's Warren Rima here on 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We were just talking about a post from a friend of mine who recently lost her husband. And... Um, this thing has got me riled up for a number of reasons. Uh, in the post, he talks about how he got sick, had pneumonia. And uh, they tested him seven, seven times wow. for COVID. Right. For COVID. Each of the times, he was negative. Uh, he had pneumonia, but no COVID. No COVID, no COVID. They did the test. The nurses and the doctor said, he doesn't have it. He does not have COVID. It's just regular run-of-the-mill everyday pneumonia. He dies. She goes to pick up his death certificate, and it says COVID on the mm. death certificate. Mm. And that reminded me of something I meant to bring up earlier this week, another post that I saw from somebody else, a woman who had gone to get tested because she thought she had the symptoms. The test came back negative. They tell her, Couple hundred bucks if we can write it down as COVID. She they says, offer no. her money to mark they it offer, as COVID. Uh huh. Yeah. And she says, no, you can't, no, absolutely not. You can't mark it down. She goes home, phone rings a couple of days later, and they say, well, I tell you what, uh, the story's changed a little bit, things changed a little bit. 500 to put it down as COVID. She says, go to, <laughs> go to you know where. Right. No, you're not writing it down as COVID. Wow. But you know, you know, I've lost both of my kids and both of my parents in the 2000s. They were 2000s right. really rough. When you go to pick up that death certificate, that's one of the hardest things, man, in the world, because you know you're holding the proof, the finality of it in your hand. That's right. what you're holding there. You're. It says it's over. Yeah. When you're holding it in your hand, and you look to see the cause of death, that's one of the things you look at. You might even already know what the cause of death is. You know it. But you still look at it. You want to read it because in some way it's confirmation in your heart. You know, you look at it and go, right. yeah, okay, all right. And it helps you deal with it. And that, you look at it and it's a lie. <laughs> it's not the truth. 
And they're trying to get money themselves, right? I mean, they get federal dollars yeah, for a COVID yeah. case. Yeah. You know, you know they're cooking the books. We we say I say this all the time. I I have no idea what the actual numbers are. And it's real. We, none it's of us. real. We have, the, we have no idea. But the virus is real. The virus is real. The virus is real. Yeah, but we have no idea what the actual numbers are. We we have no idea really about the efficacy of some of these things that we're told to do. I mean, now they're shutting down the parks for Labor Day. You know, and and people should know this is this is not some political football you just kick around. All right, these are people's lives. And the virus is lives real. and their livelihoods. Yeah. And I think they're cooking the books all across the, the country. You know, I, it, it, I do, too. Who knows? I do, too. Well, I, I read that they get the hospitals and places like that, they get like a 20% premium if it's classified as a COVID thing. That's what I read. Uh, if that's true, if that's true, that's just absolutely unconscionable. You know, that, that, that that's the deal. But whatever the truth of the matter is, we don't know what the truth is. That's the problem with this, is we don't know, and it's been politicized. But, you know, when you're playing with somebody's life and death and a death of a loved one, I mean, that's just, you're you're low-life scum if that's what you're doing. And I just, you know, you look at that and you go, uh, you, you, you start to lose faith in your fellow humans. At some point you go, who can you trust? You can't trust the people in the healthcare industry to, to do it right. Who in the world can you trust, man? What is going on here? Well, it's awful. We, we've become very cheap in a sense uh, in the age of social media and, and in just in this new way of communicating with each other. And I think it's it, maybe in some regards it's brought out the best of us, but I think in many other regards it's brought out the worst of us. Yeah. Yeah. That it's turned us all into a very, it's, we're a very narcissistic bunch of critters well, right now. And this is, to, to want someone to, to lie on their death certificate and you're offering them money. It's awful. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, in a sense, a very selfish, narcissistic thing to ask somebody, somebody to do. Well, and, and again, I don't want people thinking that Warren Reimer are saying that the virus isn't real. The virus is real, and people die from it. People oh, yeah. get sick, and people die from it. But the, the, this is this is absolutely wrong, what's going on here. All right, so $250 if you're not wearing a mask in New Jersey while you're out exercising and riding your bike. They're seeing too many people out, outside, riding a bicycle. And you're riding a bicycle, you don't have a mask on. $250 fine for you. Come out, come out, is what they're doing in New Jersey now. Uh, you're a baseball fan. You've made no bones about that. They want to be able to bring the fans back to baseball stadiums. So what they're doing, getting ready to bring the fans back to the stadium, is they are pre-positioning specific cameras with specific uh, software connected to the cameras that will alert stadium officials if you're not wearing your mask while you're watching the baseball game. You're going to be watched. And then they'll come and they'll send Bruiser over and Bruiser going to toss you out the game. You don't have a mask on. Get out. Get out of here. You don't have a mask on. You're not wearing your mask. Get out. Yeah. 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 Look, and, and again, here's the disclaimer. I wear the mask, all right? You wear the mask. Okay, but I hate the masks, and I don't think they work. And I think yeah. it's it's some way of controlling people. I mean, every time I'm rolling around my neighborhood here, which is the only stinking place I can go, and I see somebody either on a bike or in their car with a stinking mask on, yeah, you know, or out in the middle of a you know a parking lot with nobody around them, they got the stupid mask on. Right. I've been give, I, they give me dirty looks sometimes if I'm walking uh, out of the Circle K and from the the Circle K to my car I take the mask off. People will actually give you a dirty look like I can't believe you're taking your mask off. Like, I'm outside. <laughs> I'm out stinking side, man. Well, you know what I don't get? 
I don't get the one where you go to the restaurant and you put it on to walk to the restaurant and you walk in in the restaurant and you walk in and you walk ten feet to the table and you sit down and you take it off. Tell <laughs> me the best word if we can do that. Between you know, come a, on. front door and the and the and the table, I have to wear a mask. But once I get to the table, I can sit down. All right. So finally, one final thing in this segment that I just have to bring up because it just makes me laugh so hard. Makes me laugh so hard. You know the battle over voting by mail, and, and I say it's cheap by mail, and you you say the right. same thing. It's cheap by mail. Uh, so anyway, and and that's what their their plan is. So um, Jamie Lee Curtis. She sees, yeah, she sees a mail truck on the back of a wrecker. This is one of those flatbed wreckers. The mail truck had broken down, so they had to haul it to get it repaired. So the wrecker guy comes over, puts it on the flatbed. He's driving it out the road. She sees it and posts a picture of it on the back and says, there you go. Trump is attempting to steal the election by stealing mail trucks. Go eat some yogurt, Jamie. You know, I mean, See, come on. The mail, the mail truck is full. The mail uh, truck is full of ballots, and Trump is trying to steal the ballots, so he's just evidence. stealing the entire truck. I've got evidence, look. You're just stealing a mail truck. You know, just because, this is the thing I learned when I, I, I maybe you, you know, I, it was some, the time that I spent out in L.A., okay, the people who get paid lots of money to be in movies, yeah, they may play intelligent people in the movies, <laughs> That doesn't make. That doesn't mean that they themselves are intelligent people. Well, when okay? was ja- when did Jamie Lee Curtis ever play somebody intelligent? I mean, she never even played somebody intelligent because she couldn't pull She's that. She's been one doing off. Halloween movies for thirty years. <laughs> How smart is it? Keep getting chased by the same damn guy. You know, well, I mean, Christmas uh, of the Cranks and Trading Places. And I, I guess right. she was in Trading Places. Yeah, right. Okay. But you know what I mean? I just, like it's oh, yeah, because they play. You can play a college <laughs> professor or a genius in a stinking movie and, and really be, be a dumb. complete idiot. You know, in real life. <laughs> And these are people that don't move. She's been. F- her mom was uh, a na- famous actress. Uh, yes, she was. I can't so remember. Was name, right? what, uh, so, was so she's Janet grown Lee. up. Yeah. Janet Leigh. Janet Leigh. So yeah, she's grown Janet up Lee. in this celebrity world. She and doesn't know real life. She doesn't really. Yeah, that's right. Her dad Tony was Tony Curtis. Curtis. So she doesn't yeah. know real life. She doesn't understand. <laughs> she's never lived in the real world. No, and that's painfully obvious that she with, with this bunch of nonsense. So, so that's the, how he's going to do it, right? He's going to steal mail trucks. That's right. He's going to steal the whole truck. Forget about just stealing the pieces of mail. He's stealing the whole truck and hauling them the off. Whole truck. I, I guess Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> he's, he's lining up mail trucks behind Mar-a-Lago. All right, the qu- <laughs> quick break. Traffic and weather coming up together next with Ware and Rhyme. Pecos Fence Company, 210-655-5656 for all of your fencing needs. You call Pecos Fence Company, whether it's a repair job, big or small, whether it's a big piece of property or a small piece of property, whether it is an entire new fence for a new piece of property. Hey, you know, Pecos, they could do it all, and they've been doing it all now. Dick Curtis, the guy that owns it, he's been doing this now for 60 years. So, yeah, he's got it figured out. He's got all the great contacts in the lumber business, so he can get the lumber to you, can get it delivered to you, or you can pick it up. And you can do the job yourself and save yourself the labor costs, or just hire them to do the entire project, labor and the whole thing, and they'll take great care of you at Pecos. They always have, and they always will at Pecos Fence Company, 210-655-2. She got her facts wrong. You know, she's very bad on facts. She's very weak on facts. And just so you understand, we've done more testing than any country in the world by far. That includes India, which has 1.5 billion people. That includes China. That includes every country in the world. We've done more testing. 
Yeah. The heat is on, baby. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, quick, quickly, uh, say good morning to a couple of people, a couple of friends. Gay Caparelli, Caparelli's on Main, Caparelli uh, Restaurants. It's her birthday today. She's uh, 21 again, so enjoy your 21st <laughs> birthday again. And, uh, so yeah, well, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to go get me some of that. Great food. And uh, Crash Gillespie, he used to run a Paseo del Rio Association, a great race car driver. Hearing from him this morning as well it was awesome. Um, Fisher Price is out with some COVID-themed work-from-home toys for kids. As mom is at home working these days, they have made, Fisher Price has made some COVID-themed work-from-home toys. Uh, the package includes a smartphone and headset, uh, to-go coffee cup, plastic red laptop, Comes with stick-on apps that depict a calendar, a bar graph, a chart, and a kitty wearing oh glasses. Boy. Cost twenty four ninety nine, and when you talk into the microphone, the voice echoes through the earpieces that look like the iPod ear earpods ear earbuds. Uh, and that also you can get the baby work workout from home set. Uh, baby biceps is what it's called for fourteen ninety nine. That comes oh. with a tot size barbell, kettlebell, and plastic smoothie cup, so your kiddo can join in with you while you're working out at home and working at home. There you go. That's right. How to how to raise your kid to be a future cubicle person. Remember when <laughs> kid, remember when you used to give cowboy kits to like little kids, mm-hmm. you know, and spaceman suits. Yeah, man. You know, oh boy, I'm I'm gonna play cubicle employee today. That's great. <laughs> it's what called fun. The wussification of America. That's what it's it called. Is. Because in our day, man, they used to give us those, those cap guns with the roll of caps inside, baby. <laughs> Think about and that. And I learned, I learned how to do rapid fire with a cap gun with a roll of caps inside. A red roll of caps. You know what I'm talking about? A red roll. And you could just run that roll. Pow, 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 pow. Oh, man, I was good. I was Remember, good. you would never, I mean, we, you and I grew, I grew up, I, I loved toy guns when I was growing up. I always had toy guns, cap guns. Later uh-huh. on, then BB guns, you know, uh, squirt guns, dart guns. And you can't, man, you can't do that. That's just a bozo no-no now. That is so frowned oh. upon. You would you know, be in jail. They, most to most kid kids now? today could not handle our, our upbringing. You know what I mean? I mean, we, we'd stay yeah. outside all day and, and not how, come in until night. How old the, were you when you got your Daisy BB gun? How old were you? Like six, maybe? Five? Four? I think I got Something my first like BB gun. Well, I was a little older. Maybe I was uh, maybe nine or ten. And your first twenty two. Uh, well, I never had a gun. No, I never. I, okay. I, no, my my old man had guns. He had a couple of rifles. Yeah. But I I uh, I I actually was. This is going to shock you. I was very anti-gun throughout most of my youth. I grew that, up on the East Coast, surrounded by liberal idiots, and so I grew sure. up, you know, very anti-gun. And I'd never actually held a weapon in my life until I moved to Colorado. And I had a buddy of mine, George, who was a gun enthusiast, and he kept bugging me. Let's go to the shooting range. Let's go to the shooting. I'm like, no, I don't want to handle a gun. Finally, I went with him, and that's when the love affair began. You were hooked. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. 44 I shot, first GP100 I shot, first rifle, long barrel I shot. I just fell in love. Well, I think the first time I shot the twenty two bolt-action rifle, I was probably five or six. Seriously. Wow. And I know people want to get mad at my dad for that, but no. go ahead. You know, he's he's dead and gone. But he trained me early on how to handle a gun, how to respect a gun, and what you do with a gun, and to never use it unless you're either A, hunting for your sustenance, or B, you have to take out somebody because your life is threatened or the life of your loved ones are threatened. He taught me the right way. And that's... So 
something that be. people just don't do. Absolutely. Absolutely it should be that way. I'll tell you this, and this is not the old fart segment, so we'll get off this in a second. But, <laughs> hey, man, we all had trucks, and we drove to school with, with gun racks. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No? <laughs> yeah it, you know, it's, it's, it, again, it, 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 it's such a, I, I grew up in such a different environment in sure. that Y'all didn't have gun one racks. thing I know about a lot of anti-gun <laughs> folks is that they tend to be people who have never actually handled a weapon. Never been around. And just like I was, when you've never handled one, they freak, the idea of them freaks you out a little because you have no that. understanding of them. Right, you know, and then once you you do handle a weapon, and once you know how to you know work it and mm-hmm. how to carry it safely and all that stuff, all that stuff goes away. But I think a lot of the anti-gun movement, and plus, you know, when you're a fascist, you don't want the little people having weapons. Precisely. <laughs> to push Precisely. Back There's a whole you. element of that too. Um, w- one thing we mentioned earlier today, but we'll bring it back up here at the close of the show. The mayor and the uh, county judge say if you want to go to the park and you want to have a good time with the kiddos at the park for Labor Day, forget about it. We're going to shut the parks mm. down because you can't have a good time. We want to keep right. them closed until, well, until you vote for Joe Biden. If you vote for <laughs> Joe Biden, then on November 4th, we'll open these parks back up. Uh, here's the deal on all that. Um, and, and while the county judge was announcing this last night, they had the to report violations call this number. If you see somebody in the park on Labor Day, you call this number. No, thank but you. we remember very well, Ron, how you were right in the middle of the BLM protest with a bunch of people around you, and that was fine. If you want to go to a protest, then that's fine. If you want to go to the park with Mama and the kids and have a wiener and uh, drink and watch the kids play, that's not fine. So here's what you do. Let's do a peaceful protest in the park. Right now, <laughs> there you go. Labor Day weekend. <laughs> let's do a peaceful protest in the park. I like that alliteration, by the way. <laughs> That's what we do—a peaceful protest in the park, and then uh, they'll be all for it. Because yeah, Nuremberg, he, he didn't have a mask on that day. He was out there with the bullhorn, did he? And he was shoulder to shoulder. He, with he all had this. one. He took it off. He took he it had off. One, he took it off. Well, you when know, he was he shouting, to make GD sure that, City. Well, he wanted to make sure people heard him call it a GD City, so he had to take the right. mask off. Yeah, they're so full of crap. <laughs> I don't know what else well, to say. They're just so full of crap. That's see, that's the hypocrisy of this. We were talking about it earlier. You're you're not you know when you're a tyrant, you're not really a leader because a leader's a servant. And right. these guys, these two aren't leaders because they're they're not servants. They would rather put the screws to you and really tighten them down until you feel maximum pain because you need to be punished because you voted for Joe for for uh, Donald Trump and thereby we're not going to let you go to the park for for Labor Day. That's you know that's what it actually feels like. It's like it's almost like, you know, vindictive in that sense of uh we'll show these Trump supporters we're going to shut down their Labor Day party celebrations. You know, I, 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 I don't know how or when, what it's going to look like when we finally get beyond all this. But, uh, you know, I, I guarantee you we're going to, if anybody uh, of any value or objectivity investigates what just took place, I think we're going to find that there was a lot more cooking the books than we realized. I think we're going to find out that a lot of this was pointless as far as the masks and a lot of the things were being not told to do, but said, told if we don't do it, we're going to get fined or we're going to get narked out. I bet there's a whole lot of uh, bull crap involved in what, what this pandemic has, has brought to this country. But we're, I don't sure. think we're going to know about it for a long, long time. 